Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Blowout profits from tech companies led U.S. stocks to fresh all-time highs overnight. The Nasdaq climbed 1.7 percent. The S&P 500 gained 1 percent, even though most of its components finished lower. The Dow closed in positive territory, but the gains were more muted. Here in Asia-Pacific, shares were mixed with the key indices largely trading around the center line. Tokyo and Seoul are marginally lower. Sydney is a tad higher. Joining me now for a closer look at what is driving markets this morning is Ryan Huang. Good morning, Ryan. How's Thursday looking? <laughs> Thursday is looking busy. couple of things happening this morning. You've got tensions kicking up a notch between the US and China. Four missiles fired yesterday. Four missiles and mm. you've got down under Prime Minister Scott Morrison coming out this past hour to mm. give a speech mm-hmm. and he is pretty much angry with how things are being done between his country and China. So he's seeking veto powers to potentially scrap any past deals with the China Belt and Road Initiative. So big potential implications next week when he does put that into legislation. Mm -hmm. All right, tech stocks accounted for more than half of the S&P's 500 gains overnight. One stock in particular I want to start the focus on is Salesforce because we've been talking about the software company on this program this week and we're going to continue to talk about it in an hour's time with my analysts and Money and Me. It is one of the three companies that will join the Dow Jones Industrial Average next week. Overnight, Salesforce enjoyed a record one-day surge. It shares jumped 26% on the back of a better-than-expected earnings report. So, remind us, Ryan, what is driving Salesforce's business? Okay, so it is really reflective of what the tech sector is going through. And this is where you get corporate clients rushing to upgrade their technology to serve their remote workers and customers. And also, you've got this whole work-from-home shift where you now need more technology. So, Salesforce is, of course, catering to that segment. And you also have, I guess, continued signals or signals that is suggesting economies are starting to pick up and there will be a stronger demand for all these applications once that activity starts to get underway. So that is reflective of that surge of 29%. And of course, another tailwind is the Monday makeover of the Dow. The Dow Jones Industrial Average will welcome Salesforce.com into its 30 stock index. So that is another tailwind which has been lifting Salesforce.com. But it is also ironically going to pose some problems because Salesforce has been rising so fast, so much, it now has the potential to skew the balance of the Dow once again, which was the purpose of the entire makeover in the first place, to make it more balanced and reflective of the market and the economy. So that is now being threatened with that phenomenal rise by Salesforce. Mm. Speaking of Salesforce, a fact to note, when Salesforce joins the Dow next week, it will be the fourth most influential component in the index based on its current share price. Now, let's turn to the economy. There are two pieces of economic data I want to take a look at, one in the US, one here at home. Let's start with the US where the purchase of durable goods, and those are big ticket items like cars and trucks, they jumped 11% in July. A pretty good sign that consumers and businesses are feeling more optimistic about the future. Are you feeling that being telegraphed? Yeah, so that seems to be the case. 11.2%. That is more than double what the market was expecting. And this was lifted by sales of cars and trucks. And it seems like those low interest rates seem to be working. And I think what's going to be interesting to see is if this is a trend that will continue to push on in the months to come. So 
In fact, if we look, take a step back. The increase in orders last month, this is the third month in a row that it has topped estimates. So on those signs, it is looking promising that there is some bright spots in the U.S. economy. Keep a lookout for those and see if they start ramping up. Here at home, there are signs that the economy is off to a rocky start for the third quarter. Industrial production fell more than 8% in July, more than expected. How are economists interpreting this latest stat? July factory output down 8.4%, and that is pretty much extending what we saw in June, a drop of 6.5%. So this is the third consecutive month of negative growth for industrial production. So looking into the numbers, what was the main culprit in the month of July was a drop in biomedical output. So it might come as a surprise, but what seems to be the case is that there is now the previous global shortfall of medical supplies is easing as more economies worldwide start to reopen. So there is not so much of a demand for those medical supplies. But the bright spot maybe down the road is that when you have all these vaccines coming online and needing more support and production, you might see the Singapore biomed sector having a role to play. And that could be a, I guess, catalyst for markets to start picking up again. All right, we look forward to that pickup. Turning back to the stock markets, well, before we head there, another story making headlines that caught my eye this morning. The Ministry of Manpower is going to raise the salary requirements for foreigners working in Singapore. Bloomberg put it this way. In a headline, it writes, Singapore expat jobs under threat amid a local hire push. So while Singaporeans looking for work may cheer these headlines, not everyone is so enthused. Some economists and businesses are warning that the new measures may hinder growth. Tell us more. Yeah, so this might make a few foreign workers more nervous, but economists believe this is more aimed at supporting local wages rather than cutting the size of the foreign workforce. So you do have these current levels right now. Just walking through them, looking at the numbers currently you have for the EPs. It was last raised earlier in June from 3006 to 3009 and for S passes right now it is at around 2400 so these are the levels we don't know the exact quantum yet so this will be reviewed down the road but so far we've got a couple of reactions from the business community of course a bit worried that they might have to bear higher costs which they will have to in turn pass on to someone likely to be consumers so they are a bit worried that they will be having to deal with that balancing act. And you also have what seems to be a rather familiar cry that, hey, we don't actually have enough Singaporeans willing to do those jobs that foreigners have been doing. Mm. And there is this interesting quote as well. Mm. And this is from the CEO of Crayon Data. And he says that they have been actually trying to hire more local talent, especially from universities. But when they go there to look for talent, the student population there, 60 to 70% of them are foreigners. So I guess maybe that exact proportion may not be accurate, but that's a sense he's trying to give. There is not enough local talent that he is trying to find. So he's saying, you know, we need to ramp up the supply of talent that is relevant for the industries 
for this policy to be effective. All right, let's turn to the stock markets now. Investors will have their eyes on the Fed this evening. U.S. Fed Chair Jerome Powell expected to make a major speech about how the Federal Reserve addresses inflation. I'll speak with my expert in an hour's time about what investors will be looking out for specifically. How does the Fed encourage inflation to range watch out for that. In the meantime, we're about 13 minutes into the local trading day. So how is the Straits Times Index doing this morning? Yeah, yesterday it snapped a three-day winning streak down by 0.7% and it is extending those losses right now down by 0.2% and at the top of the losers list you've got Jardin Matheson down by nearly 1%, Jardin Strategic down by 1%, you've got Hong Kong Land down by 1.5% and of course I think what's going to be interesting to watch out for today is Exington which is of course owned by the low cousins behind the Bellagraph Nova Group so they now are still on a trading halt that stock but they will have an EGM to vote on a rights placement as well as a name change so that is um, something to watch out for today Brian Huang there joining me this morning in Market View Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives financial situation and risk tolerance To listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.